I'm definite. Ah, there we are. Fantastic. Uh, it's great to be here this morning. Uh, as I've, I'm sure I've said before, Oasis is always very close to my heart. It's one of the first groups I got involved with when we moved to St. Paul's, and it was a way I got to know lots of people and found lots of uh, support as we uh, joined this church. So it's always good to be back with you. And, and I hope probably not for the last time. I'm, I'm sure I'll still be around for many years to come. Well, I hope so, anyway. So... <laughs> So I'm going to start by reading just a few verses from Matthew's Gospel, just to set the scene. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of Mary, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the law had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So let's just pray before I speak. Lord Jesus, thank you that you came as a baby to be God with us, Emmanuel. And as we think about the implications of that this morning, I pray that you will be speaking to each one of us about what that means for us and how we too can bring God into the world. Amen. So I know you've been looking at different names for God this term, and it's really appropriate that we've come to this one, Emmanuel, at the start of Advent, uh, where we think particularly of Jesus coming to earth as a baby and God being with us in human form for the first time in history. Emmanuel, God with us, points to the central truth of Christmas that God didn't stay remote from all the pain and the mess in the world, but he chose to come down as a baby to live amongst it all. And as we look today at a world that seems increasingly dark and disordered, that is a truth that we need to hold on to more than ever before. So in coming into the world as a baby, Jesus brought so much to the world. And today, I want to just focus on four things in particular. So I'm going to think about how he brought peace into a divided world, how he brought light into a dark world, how he brought hope into a despairing world, and how he brought love into a lonely world. And we'll think about those things in turn and just have a little bit of time to reflect on how we can respond to each of those things and play our own part in bringing those things into a world that desperately needs them. 
So first, let's think about how Jesus brought peace into a divided world. Now, of course, when Jesus was born, Israel was occupied by the Romans. And like any occupied country, there was fear and tension. We see the, um, the, the pictures and the videos uh, from Ukraine at the moment, and the parts of Ukraine that are occupied are under siege. And we can imagine how difficult it was, how tense things were. There would have been restrictions on movement and trade. There was a lack of freedom. On top of that, there were different factions in the Jewish community with different religious groups vying for power and control. So into this far from peaceful world came Jesus the Messiah, coming not as a conquering war hero, as most of the Jews expected, but as a baby born in humble circumstances. And he brought that message of peace right from the beginning. Remember the angel's message to the shepherds, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Today, the world is more divided than ever with conflict in Ukraine and many other parts of the world and refugees fleeing for their lives. Even in parts of the world where there is peace, there seems to be increasing suspicion of people who are different and enmity between different groups. It's a world in which people are quick to take offense and slow to apologize or take responsibility. And I'm sure our own lives can often feel far from peaceful. There are tensions within families or in friendship groups. There are workplace conflicts, neighborhood disputes, and politicians who can't seem to agree even with those in their own parties. So our world is one that needs Jesus' message of peace more than ever. So how can we respond to that message of peace? How can we bring peace into a divided world? Well, here are just some suggestions, and I'm sure you can think of others. We can seek to bring that peace into our own situations. Where we have influence, we can try and bring peace. We can be a voice for peace. We can make time to listen to other points of view rather than being quick to put our own points of view. We can offer forgiveness to people who've hurt us. And we can focus, and I think this is going to be particularly important in the church in the months to come, we can focus on what unites us rather than what divides us. So I'm just going to give you a minute or two now just to reflect on that. Think about are there situations in which you could bring peace into a divided world and just listen to what God might be nudging you to do. We'll just have a minute to do that.
just encourage you uh, to keep thinking about some of these things uh, later on. So let's move on to think about how Jesus brought light into a dark world. On Sunday evening, we had our darkness to light service here, and it was such a good visual reminder of Jesus bringing light into the world as the service started almost in darkness and then gradually light was introduced. Lights are such a big part of our celebrations, whether it's the advent candles, uh, the Christmas tree lights, or um, the overhead lights in town. Um, And isn't the church looking beautiful and and, uh, full of light? At a dark and dismal time of year, they bring not just illumination, but a sense of joy and celebration. The world that Jesus was born into was not an easy world to live in. It was a world in which some of the rulers ruled tyrannically. Within a few years, Herod would order the killing of baby boys because of this rumor of the Messiah's birth. The story of the Good Samaritan that I'm sure you're familiar with paints a picture that would have been all too familiar to those who heard it of a world in which even traveling between two different nearby towns could be quite dangerous. From the beginning, Jesus brought light into the world. The wise men followed that shining star to find him. The shepherds heard the angels as the sky was lit up. Just visual reminders of the light that Jesus was bringing into the world. And later, of course, Jesus referred to himself as the light of the world, shining a light into the darkness of an evil world. Today, we just have to look at any newspaper or the BBC website to remind us that there is definitely evil in the world, a world in which people are exploited, children are abused, People value money and possessions over people. We long to see Jesus' light in this world, bringing hope into these dark places. And I think if we're really honest with ourselves, we're probably aware that we each have darkness within us as well. There are so many ways in which we fail to live up to God's calling on our lives. As we read in Isaiah, We all, like sheep, have gone astray, turned each one to their own way. We all have need of that light that Jesus offers. Many of us carry guilt or shame for things that we know we've done wrong in the past. Or we might have areas where we find it hard to forgive others who've hurt us. So how can we respond to Jesus' call to be light in a dark world? How can we bring that light into the world ourselves? Well, Jesus said, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Here's some suggestions. We can speak out about the evil that we see in the world. We can call out things that are wrong. We can work with or support others who seek to bring light into the darkness, the food banks, the charities, the campaigners. 
and we can be honest with ourselves about the darkness that we carry in ourselves and allow Jesus to shine his light into areas of our lives that we might be ashamed of. And every day, the way that we live our lives can show people that there is a different way to live and can point people towards Jesus. So let's just take another minute now to reflect on that. Are there situations in which you could bring light into a dark world? Just listen to any nudges that the Lord might have for you. Let's think now about how Jesus brought hope into a despairing world. Hope is so important. It keeps us going when times are difficult. I remember um, just before we all went into lockdown for the uh, pandemic, and Caroline might well remember this as well, we gathered for one last time as a staff team. We were all in the worship space here. We were all doing our social distancing sort of over and Adam, who was here then, uh, was playing, and we, we sang together. And a lot of us were in tears because we knew it was probably going to be the last time that we would do that for a while. And, um, and as we were doing that, I, God just gave me a picture of this building full of people praising God again. I'm getting quite emotional thinking about it, actually. And I carried that picture through the next year and, and, and more than a year, probably two years, of that vision of this church full of people again. And I remember, I think it was only probably this September that it really felt we'd got back to that again. And I remember looking around one morning and thinking, this is what, is, what the picture was. This is, this is what it was. And that, that picture gave me such hope during the uh, pandemic when uh, we couldn't meet together. So hope is so important. Before they found out that Mary was going to give birth to Jesus, she and Joseph, probably like all couples, had dreams of what their married life would look like. And that probably didn't include starting married life with a baby on the way um, and trekking to Bethlehem while Mary was pregnant. There was probably a lot of fear in Mary's mind. She showed enormous trust in the Lord, but she was human. I'm sure there was some fear. The world around them, too, probably didn't contain much hope. There didn't seem much prospect to an end of that Roman rule. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. It was a message right from the beginning of hope. And we too have the message of salvation and hope that Jesus brought into the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son 
that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Today, for many of us, there are things to fear still. Might be health problems, financial worries, children and grandchildren facing difficulties or making bad choices in life. Many people are still fearful and living restricted lives because of COVID. And for all of us, I think the world probably just seems a little less secure than it did a few years ago. There is much to concern us in the wider world. Financial instability, the climate crisis, maverick and unstable leaders. And there is conflict in many places of the world and even the threat of nuclear weapons being used. And we need hope in our own lives as well. Our families, our friends, our neighbors need hope. The world around us is crying out for something to hope for. So how can we respond to Jesus' call to bring hope into our despairing world? In his letters to the Philippians, Paul advised, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. How can we respond? We can pray. We can pray for ourselves, taking our anxieties to Jesus, telling him about them, listening to his words of reassurance as he reassured me with that picture all those years ago. And we can pray for others, for those around us who are facing difficulties. And we can be encouraged by the promises in the Bible. We can live our lives from a place of hope and not one of fear. As our reading reminded us, um, sorry, I don't think I did read this, sorry, I meant to, but I don't think I did. He came to that, sorry, this is what it says in John. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Sorry, meant to include that at the beginning as well. The coming of Jesus into the world changed everything. As we sing in the Christmas carol, O little town of Bethlehem, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. So let's just spend a minute now thinking about how we can bring hope into a despairing world. So lastly, let's think about how Jesus brought love into a lonely world. Love is so powerful. We were all created to love and to be loved in return. I wonder what situation Mary and Joseph found themselves in as Jesus was born. They might have been cut off from their families and friends, 
because of the stigma of conception outside of marriage. They lived in a world in which people were suspicious of each other in an occupied society. Who was collaborating? Who was resisting? But Jesus came with a message of loving our enemies and doing good to those who hate us. And that was very countercultural then, as it is now. Today, loneliness is prevalent in a society that is superficially better connected than ever before via social media and electronic communication. Image is increasingly important and substance isn't. Personality has replaced character as the measure by which people are judged. It's all style over substance. There is so much need for love in our world. Children who come from homes in which they aren't loved can be emotionally damaged for their whole lives. Families tear themselves apart when love is withdrawn or expressed in the wrong ways or with the wrong people. Programs like Love Island give a distorted impression of what love is about and how it should be expressed. So how can we respond to Jesus' call to bring love into a lonely world? Well, we can build real connections with people, get to know them, not just about them. We can seek out lonely people in gatherings, look out for the people who are a bit on the edge. We can share Jesus' love with others. I'm sure there are lots of other ways as well. So let's just spend a minute now thinking about how we can bring love into a lonely world. So we've thought about how God is with us today, bringing peace into a divided world, light into a dark world, hope into a despairing world, and love into a lonely world. So let's play our part in bringing all these things into our world, and let's respond with gratitude to Emmanuel, God with us. Let's just pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you came to bring your love, your light, your hope, your peace. Thank you that we can have all those things in our lives because of what you've done for us. And we pray that you would help us to play our part in establishing your kingdom here on earth by bringing those things into the world in our own ways as well. In Jesus' name, amen.
So I just encourage you as you go into groups to just have a think about those things and try to just identify maybe some small things that you could do in one or more of those areas over the next few weeks as in the run-up to Christmas. Thank you.